Drunk at the soul at least 39. 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 39. 39. 39. Drunk at the soul at least. Number 18. Shit. Yes, welcome, welcome. We're just going to slide into this one. 18 here at 1830. Oh, middle my. of the summer. Middle of the summer. We are here, middle of August. That's the middle of the summer. And summer can't end soon enough for me, man. We are down. <laughs> I want to put my Christmas tree up. I'm done with this shit. I was thinking about putting on some ch- Christmas jingles lately. It's hip Yeah, to it's do one of those it, things. Really? No, no, you yeah, put Christmas you jingles on when it's really a... hot. Yeah. Then it makes you feel better. Huh. And then not when they're playing in department stores, because then that's yeah, because that's the worst. That's just stupid. that's when you actually hate. See, I think I agree with you, Trev. I think honestly, like for example, if they played Valentine's Day music on Halloween, you'd like it more because you'd be like, "Wow, this is actually like every horror movie we've ever seen." And it's spooky. <laughs> the sound theory you have you know? there. Yeah. Secondly, again, Christmas music, right? Middle of summer, sweating your ass off, fucking doing something shitty, like you're working outside digging fence post oh, holes or something, right? And all of a sudden on the radio, it's like, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. You know, you start looking around, you're like, well, no, fucking it's not. But in your mind, you're like, yeah, if there was snow on the ground, this would be much worse. That's why you listen to Beach Boys over the Christmas holiday. Because everybody yeah. loves surfing. <laughs> across Love, the it. USA. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh, so we're downtown Toronto tonight, and we got a studio live audience here. Windy City oh, yeah. Nick is Windy here. City we Nick always is got a back. studio live audience. It's been a it's while. Amazing. He left for a bit, but he is back. We've got. Yeah, there he is. We've got Jim Tubor, who is always in effect. Sound. Don't 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 bother. Cipher Picks, who right has now, okay. uh, Jimmy rigged a, a tripod for us because one of our producers fucked up again. And now we're creating words too. Put that one in your new in your new dictionary. Jimmy rigged. <laughs> is that ra- is there a racist? Well, word there's there? Jerry rigging. Oh right, which oh, happens really? fairly often. Yeah, I yeah. always say Jimmy rigged. But rig. Jimmy, you can Jimmy something. I think. I think you it can, depends on what you town Jimmy you're something. from. What do you? Well, you're a tech no, guy, I think Jim. It depends what do you on your think? His name is Jim. So Jim, what do you think? Right, it is because do we know what the origin of that is? Or it's a right. cool dude named because Jerry. Because I'm, I'm worried because I just found out that spick and span is a racist racist term, and I, you can't say that. So I'm worried about what other slogans I've picked up over my uh, ignorant upbringing. Yes, but jury rigging is not a slogan; it's just a saying. Right. Well, well so is Spick and Span, and apparently it's not. Well, no, Spick and Span was actually the slogan for Mr. Clean for quite a long time. But and what he's saying is you can't and then say Vim, Spick and Span. And then Vim right. took it, too, for a while during the 80s, right? I think. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Who else do we have in the audience tonight? We got a couple people in the back. What do At we least got? three executives. Identify yourself. What kind of humanoids are you? Hales and J-Dog. That's who that is. Hales and J-Dog. They were at the comedy show earlier today. We had a great comedy show. We had Doug Coning, Christoph Davidson. Did you guys enjoy the show earlier? Dan Gallia. It was really great. It was it's funny. Great. It was now, remember, talent. anything you say will be heard by literally dozens of people. Okay. <laughs> I am not as bad as June, so... How bad, how bad, how bad, is, June? bad is June? <laughs> June might say some stupid stuff. Yes. Oh, my. June. Put, put June on the mic, please. June's drunk and disorderly right now. So what's going on, June? You don't really want to hear it. Yeah, we do. That's why we gave you a microphone. Well, I saw yeah. you, Would you be more comfortable if you just texted it to me and I read it out loud on the air? Can you, do you just have give me your number. Messages? You got to speak into the mic. Yeah, Haley, speak into that microphone for her. What do you mean? Do I have text messages? There you go. I don't know. You Haley weren't transit. sure about no, texting before. I, I wasn't. No, I was sure that I couldn't do it one-handed. I have to. I don't live in a cave. I mean, contrary to the look you see before you. Wow. You guys had the interaction already. I'm getting the hate. I don't know. No, I met her outside. She seemed very friendly. All of a sudden, I'm in here. She's like, "Yeah, right. this guy can't text." <laughs> she's getting surly because she's been came, into the sangria. Drilling the Angela man over there and is no texting. Like, <laughs> surly June. You know, even with my even with my in fat August. man fingers, you can still text by voice. Say, eh? like it is the 21st century. 
One thing I know about June, and I only met her tonight, is that once she has one and a half sangria, she gets really unruly. She's only, <laughs> especially she's only at, had one. Especially at only podcasts. Only one. Only one. <laughs> yeah, let's get a sangria back Just here on the don't double. Don't talk to her in June because she'll get really mad. You don't want to. You don't want to talk to June in it's June. It's June, and yeah, she's not a fan of that. That's great. All. It's like when you walk up to somebody in their driveway in the middle of the hottest day of summer and saying, "What about this heat?" You're expecting to get punched in the face. And if you're not, man, are you surprised? Because you're going to. That's just a fact. Well, welcome. Thank you welcome. so much. Welcome, yes, of course. June. We'll, we uh, always we'll, love we'll, live audience we'll, uh, members because it gives us at least five or six yeah. minutes of fodder. Right. Now, uh, I, I got to do a, sh a production shout out. We, th we, this is all about milestones. We keep just yeah. getting bigger and better. And uh, today, for the first time, if you're watching or listening to this on YouTube or any po podcast platforms, we have thumbnails, thanks to Kareem Whoa. at Cypher Picks. Thumbnails, proper thumbnails with the name of the episode on them, with a picture from the episode. Which means if my voice is already burned into your head, now you can get idiot snapshots of me in various facial positions, highlighting exactly right. every stupid thing that I have said for the last year. It's all about thumbnails. I've seen them, yeah. Yeah, we're going to see a spike, and we're going to know oh, yeah. it was August There's some emojis, 19th. man. Like, we're getting with the young folk now. Like Thumbnail day. We're going to remember day. it for sure. And I'm excited. Speaking of production notes, we started to mention it, but we didn't finish. The reason that this camera is on a bag and not a tripod is because you went to your staff slow pitch game yeah. all afternoon down by the beaches. Yeah. Some wobbly pops, I'm sure, and forgot a tripod. Yeah, Tell I us mean, about that, your day. that happened later. Uh, I mean, it was a good day. I, I jetted from an audition. I got in early, and I was like, hey, I don't want to do this. And they're like, great, let's get you out of here. Nice. That, that was fun. Uh, the, no, the pitch was great. Um, there was uh, lots of fun had. I, I came in, the t we were winning, then we started yeah. losing. Slow, slow pitch really is just synonymous with drinking beer near well, baseball. Well, I, I was out. Right? I like, was out. I was out in the field, and I was like, after the first batter, I looked around. I was like, I'm gonna need a beer out here, right, guys? And they're like, Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, however, the the occasion came where the the ball went up in center field towards me, and I ran, dove, laid out, didn't make the catch, did not make the catch. Oh. But I felt redemption was on my side. Next batter up, ball pop fly to the center field. It goes up again. It drops, it drops. I slide and do I not hyperextend this left arm and completely break my elbow? But no. Nah, and didn't make like, the catch. No, I made that catch. Oh. Super snag. With, no, yeah, with, with the round of applause. He caught there it, was guys. There flare and everything. The glove turned. Heroic I, effort. I raised up my arm and realized that my arm was broken. Um, and then uh, I made some hits. So it was two for two. Uh, wow. Let a grand slam fly through me. Yeah. Yeah, I was injured at that point, so I felt like it was it was good. By the way, I was like, it's yeah. huge. And then, uh, and then our friend had a, be a beach house down by the beaches there, so she had a post party. Yeah. So it's like, hey, come to the beach. Which is probably a lot more stressful on your elbow than the. the I mean, softball. it wasn't my drinking elbow. <laughs> yeah. See, I, the thing about slow pitch, slow pitch is one of those things. I mean, I watch it when I'm sitting in the park and the beach is getting hammered. Yeah. And it always sort of amuses me, like the amount of machismo. That everybody who plays slow pitch has sport, like the belly bumps on the field, like, yeah, we just accomplished something that isn't really masturbation with large orange balls. Because really, that's, it's softball, right? Like, yeah, the elite, it's kind of a sport. The league like, came in after kinda, us, and they were, like, serious. You know what it's like? It it's like, like the same reason curling's in the Olympics, so my grandfather can win a medal. Like, it's one of those things. You know, softball is not, it's, it's, it's sport-ish. It resembles a sport. But I don't know. So here's a bunch of uh, theater, front of house theater amateurs who came out for a day of softball. I want to know how many injuries. Uh, there, was, there was about a good, like, six to eight. Softball yeah. is a and terrible recreational game. Because you can hurt yourself game. as badly as playing baseball, and you don't have the satisfaction of playing baseball. Surprisingly yeah. dangerous. Because you're running, and I, man, I see guys doing head-first slides, and I'm like, it's softball. It's beer league softball. Dude, yeah. who are you Who are you proving anything to here? You eat a bag halfway through the game, break your wrist, fall down and twist your ankle over the side of your head like you're some kind of human origami piece. And for what? You get a $9 trophy you could have bought yourself. It was probably $3. And respect at a local pub. Man. Damn right. You know, the, you, know what, you know what the fastest thing you can do to get respect at a local pub is? Walk in, buy a round. 
that softball team that's sitting there cheering, and everyone's like, yeah, they're our local heroes. You walk in and say, one drink for everyone on me. That softball team, no, no. They don't exist. They're like the WNBA. They just vanish. Plus, it's probably like two or three of them, so it's just like, The nice thing, though, is uh, softball is a nice outdoor summer sport, and one of the nice summer things to do is go to the cottage. So I believe this is going to be a cottage country, cottage drinking kind of themed story. Yeah, I definitely, definitely got a story about cottage country. Now, I don't own a cottage, never have. I haven't been in that demographic, blessed with the ability to purchase property in the middle of nowhere for absolutely no reason. So instead, I go camping. Which is like purchasing property, only just put a tent on it, live there for a little while, and then leave. It's cool, you know. Um, But anyway, one camping trip in particular, we were actually reminded about, thanks to, once again, my ex-wife telling stories after the show when she's not here, which is frustrating, because why not? She was here last week. But anyway, Bracebridge. The story's about Bracebridge. It's one of these places I don't like very much. You guys know Bracebridge? It's not that it's necessarily a bad town. In fact, I don't even know that it is or isn't. Um, And what's also strange that you mentioned this is that my boss at the bar I work at just recently opened another venue in Bracebridge. Strangely enough, he he bought a bar there. So I know Bracebridge well. Now our sister bar is in Bracebridge. For all listeners, uh, where is Bracebridge? It's about 20 minutes north of Aurelia on your way to Muskoka. Uh, So there's Gravenhurst, Bracebridge, and then a little further you get to Huntsville. I'm from Aurelia. That's why I know this. I... We get a Huntsville shout out. Well, back yeah. There. yeah, yeah, Huntsville. You know Huntsville? Are you from Huntsville? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we get it. Yeah, yeah. Bra- Bracebridge. Campers ho! Bracebridge is also famously home to uh, Santa's Village as well. Is Have you that ever been where to Santa's it is? Village? I saw some All fucking signs for that shit. Yeah, but yeah. Remember, again, Santa. Bob goes to Santa's Village. He gets barred from the town. They're like, what the fuck are you doing at Santa's Either Village? Either that or you become Santa. They're just like, let's all pull a grand that beer. And are you go. kidding? Are you kidding? They're children and the giant. Like, ah, let's bring the kids over. Instead of gonna... No. That's so, not going to work. Dude, I dress you up like Santa. Put a little, like, put the right beard on you. Fucking gold. You think I'd just kill that? So last week. That's at- really great. <laughs> when your friends are like, you'd make a fantastic fat old guy. <laughs> Oh, it's Jace, guys. So last week, fucking after self-esteem hits just keep on coming. <laughs> I have to do virtually nothing, <laughs> guys. Easy. There's my slaves and my fucking. Reindeer. I don't like you when we fight. Now, so last week, after last week's episode, Bob's ex-wife was here, and you guys, after the the uh, show, we went to Monarch, and you started telling this crazy story about how you and her were on your way to go camping. Up yeah, with north, her younger brother. And then just the shit hit the fan, and it was just a, a debacle. So tell us about it. it okay. So it starts with me nearly losing all the fingers on my right hand. <laughs> no, the audience, he does have all fingers still yep, on. They're, they're all, all here. there. They're all there. But, but this is the closest. This was the closest I've ever come to losing. Well, four at least right away. So we're right. We're flying down the highway. It's summertime. You know, windows open, music blaring, blah blah blah. And I got my hand, you know, out the window, holding on to the top of the roof, just like. Driving along, enjoying the tunes, enjoying the ride, wind in my hair. Yeah, it feels like you're driving too because you're hold, yeah, holding on to the car. Yeah, car, whatever. It's just, also, just <laughs> after a while, you, you change business so many times, you get a comfortable one. There's, you know. So anyway, I'm sitting like that. The car starts making odd noises with the engine. I didn't hear them, but you know, when you see your car, you get used to the, the sounds it makes and whatever. So my ex, she definitely hears these sounds. And so... Her reaction is to try and get a better listen to the car. She turns the music down. I look over. But that's not enough. She's still not sure because the, the roaring sound of the wind coming through the windows. So she jams the master control to put all the windows of the car up, right? And these are power windows. So they go up. And a little known fact about power windows, and I think I mentioned this at least once before, um, when they stop or stall on something, they just stop. And if you keep pushing the button, they incrementally go just a little bit further against the resistance that's holding them back. So anyway, she jams the window shut, and my hand gets caught in the window. And she's like, be quiet. The car's making noises. I'm like, my hand? She's like, no, no, the car. The car's making noises. I'm like, my hand. My hand? So the the car is making noises. I'm like, my fucking hand. And she finally looks over, and she's been doing this, like, pushing the button the whole time. And I can feel the window going, rear, rear. Rear, rear, across the last joint of my fucking finger. And it's getting tighter. 
Not, you know, and it, there's no safety like, oh, it's like an elevator door that reopens when you're caught in it. <laughs> Fuck that shit. It's like, this is the amputator. It just takes a while. Like, so she finally looks over and sees me like freaking out. She goes, ah, right, ee, and fucking jams the down button on the wrong window. <laughs> so the back left panel window opens, and I'm like, ah, and then she's yelling about the car, and the car's making noise. She finally pushes out about the hand. I get my hand out of the window. She's like, do you hear the car making noises? And the car just flat out dies. Like, it's, it starts to do this weird rolling, rumbling. So we, we, we pull off in this, like, well-marked nature conservancy just outside of Bracebridge. The thing is, it's not like a campground or something. It's like a nature conservancy. So we get partway down this road, and the car's like, sort of rolling, then slowing down, and then making noises, then moving a bit. And we're trying to turn around and get back to the highway, and the only demarcation we have on this highway is this conservation zone. We just make it back to the turnoff on the highway. We're on the on-ramp. Let's turn out the on-ramp. This is the road. So we're on the, the shoulder, sorry, next to this conservation area. And we, we, like, that's it. Car's done. It's not going anywhere. We're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, her brother's, her brother's flipping out because he's like, he hates like, the whole concept of this. So I don't know exactly why he was there, but he was despising this whole thing. So he's upset and She's upset, and I'm upset, and <laughs> trying to keep my fingers, which are all purple and, like, pretty sore. And it's got this, like, white line, like, right down the knuckles. Like, I mean, you could tell, like, the flesh was separating. It was pretty serious, right? So we called this tow truck from the CAA or whatever, and they get in touch with a local tow truck in Bracebridge. And I don't know where this, this whatever dealership for the car was, but the guy shows up and drives, like, a hundred miles or more the wrong way down the highway from where we tell him we are. <laughs> and then calls us back when he's like two and a half hours the wrong direction. And he's like, so where are you? And we're like, Does your is your tow truck like black with like yellow stripes and like this thing on it? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, well, we saw you going by the other direction about an hour ago. Nice. And he's like, oh, oh, so you're still at the Nature Conservancy. Yeah. That's what we told you when we called you. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. All right. Thought, well, we'll see you, in a bit. Yeah, I thought you magically. So lost. by the time the guy finally shows up, and I'm sure this was strategic. Like I'm sure the guy knew this, right? By the time he shows up, the dealership is closed. Oh. So he tows us in, and they can't look at the vehicle till the morning. They trapped you. In let alone bridge. do anything with it. So we have reservations at the campground. We're we're trying to get out of there. So we go to this local rental place, which they recommend from this, you know, dealership. I should have known right then and there. Yeah, recommended. That we're getting fucked. Like, we're having the brace bridge. We're, get, we're getting braced in bridges here. Like, they're just like, woo! Let me take you down to Jim's place. It's yeah. just some guy that he knows that has so, a car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't mean you, Jim. Jim? Yeah. Jim's just a really common name, Jim. Don't be offended, okay? Bob's a really Ain't common fine. name, too. People fuck around with that constantly. So anyway, Bob's your uncle. Fucking times you think I've heard that. Every day for the last 37 years. Anyway. Can't find James's place, let's say. Right. It's, it's Phillips Demnance. <laughs> anyway, regardless, we get to this place, and we walk in, and the one behind the counter, you know how people like in, in rental places and the airport and stuff are ridiculously obsequious? Like, they're so bitterly sweet nice, but you can tell they don't give a fuck about your situation at never, all. Because right. they never met you, and they don't know and They don't you. care. So why just should they? Control. It's more than that, though. It's just like they deal with a thousand people every day they don't give a fuck about, and you're just one more. Hi. Wait, wait, so like, exactly. It's like, hello, and that totally disingenuous smile, like the largest, totally most disingenuous smile, like the guy's smiley smile, you know, like, like, are you a fucking Muppet or what? <laughs> and it's like, all right, look, we're going camping. We need a car. We got to take our gear. And you know, oh, yes, we'll bring something right around for you. We have... Very few cars left on the lot, which is crazy. It's fucking Bracebridge. Like, what? What do you mean? What, who the fuck is running cars? Like, I mean, yeah, it's tourist season. I'm sure there are people in town, but like, how did they get there if they didn't drive there? It's in the middle of fucking nowhere. Would they parachute in? I think it's just the same way. There's just people going to cottage country, and their car breaks down, and they need to rent a car from Bracebridge. Well, so it's, it's like the Bermuda Triangle of car breakdowns. Yeah, I just don't buy that shit. <laughs> I just straight up don't. Anyway, so anyway. I'm actually losing my temper thinking about it, which is mental. I, di <laughs> I did kind of flip out when I was there. Was so great. I'm getting more and more irritated by this, like, you know, guy's smiley routine from this one behind the counter. She's like, well, we don't have very many cars yet. We'll bring one around for you and see how it goes. And we're going we're to bring around a Mazda 3 for you guys. Oh, the 3. Now, there's three of us. 
I am one of them. And we have an entire week's worth of camping equipment. And they bring around a Mazda, I don't know if you guys know what a Mazda 3 looks like, but it's basically a two and a half door sports car that rides about three inches off the ground, has enough trunk space for you to put in your micro purse, right? And we have like, sitting there is, is like this, this mountain of camping gear, <laughs> and me. And she pulls the car up and says, wow, this car looks a little bit small for you guys. And I'm like, really, does it? I'm like, let's see if I can even get in it. <laughs> and I open the door and I try, and guess what? Lo and behold, the tiny little sports car is too tiny for a seven foot tall, 400 pound man. What a shock. Yeah, the, the guy from The like, Simpsons. When the dude pulls the car up, yeah, well, this is not a clown car. Like, it doesn't have any, there's no leg room. Like, the, the engine block and the front seat are like this far apart, like three you inches laughing apart. Laughing at my automobile. Yes, exactly. And, and my leg from <laughs> hip to knee is like a foot and a half. So this whole process is completely wrong. I get partway in and I get out of the car and I just immediately swear. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and my ex, she's like, oh no. Looks over at me and sees that my inner child has had his moment and he's she's, done now. She's, at this moment, she sees you like starting to hulk out. Right? Yeah, yeah. She's banding she, 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 Oh no, oh no. She knows I've had my fill of like, guys lying to me about how they got lost on the road they've driven on every day for the last 40 years. And, like, the dealership being like, well, I guess we could look at your car maybe on, like, Monday. You missed us by 10 minutes. It's like, I know why we missed you. For the record, they do not have southern accents in Bracebridge, but I doesn't know. doesn't matter. Every redneck in the way. world has the same accent. <laughs> that's, according, that's to, according to this map, it is the heart of Muskoka. That's yeah. the motto of Bracebridge. I called up the wiki page if you want to know anything the about The heart of Muskoka. <laughs> anyway, I don't, I, don't, I don't want a few things with Bracebridge. Anyway, so... I'm just out in the parking lot, and I'm beside myself. I'm so sick of this. I want to be camping. I don't have that much vacation time. I, you know, I don't take that much time off because I'm a private contractor kind of guy. I work. If I don't work, I don't get paid. There's no like paid vacation. There's no leave. So if I'm not working, I'm just literally losing money every day. And the last thing I want to be fucking doing is standing in a goddamn parking lot in the middle of fucking Bracebridge, losing money, while some woman secretly smiles at me and goes, this tiny little sports car is too tiny for you, giant sir. <laughs> like, that's fucking annoying. That's really fucking annoying. And it's not like standing in the fucking room when she knows the only thing she has is this tiny sports car. She can't take one fucking look at me ducking through the door and be like, mm, I don't think the car we have is going to be right for you guys. She drives it out. She's she drives it out. out, parks it in front of me, and then goes, oh, this doesn't. Yeah. I almost, I almost censored myself. This, <laughs> this car will do for you guys and all your camping gear. So anyway, we, she, the ex goes in, and I'm outside, and I'm standing next to this car, and I'm thinking about punching the, the windshield out of this thing. Just like, I'm so frustrated that it exists. <laughs> I'll show you small, just smashing yeah, the windows. Yeah. Over. Now it's fucking <laughs> now small. It's small. This is yeah. a compact car. <laughs> or like rips so, out the, the, the back It's seats. big enough for, yeah, Harry, Harry and the Hendersons, the roof, and just pokes your head out the top. <laughs> <laughs> now it's big enough. Yeah. So she... She, Max doesn't know what's going on, and I don't know what's going on inside. She's trying to negotiate with them for anything else. So, like, do you have anything? Like, please, anything. Look, we're going to use this credit card. It's my mom's credit card, but it's, you know, she gave it to me. It's mine. I can use blah, blah, blah. I'm one of the, whatever. Well, it turns out she's not one of the co-signers. She, she's not technically allowed to use the credit card, so they won't let her scan it for anything. Oh, God. And the woman finally says, okay, so... I, I look and I see the obsequious smile again, and she's holding this credit card, talking to my ex, being like, oh, yeah, you know. and I can tell right away it's not a happy story. There's nothing I can do. Like, do. oh, I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy I can't you, help you. You might have to go and stay at this motel that I know about, and I'm like, you are all just fucking <laughs> trapping us in this shit town. Like that's like oh one friend God. is fucking us, so the you next guy can fuck us, so the next guy can fuck us. The shining treatment. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna shuckle along, the shuckle along. So. You're I the, lose. I the, lose it in the parking lot. You're the lot. caretaker of the hotel. I, I'm screaming at the sky. I'm like, I'm like a shit flinging monkey. If I could have grabbed God by the testicles and given him a headbutt, I would have right then. I'm screaming at the sky. I'm like, I motherfucking hate motherfucking Bracebridge. And I didn't know this at the time, but the soundproofing of the rental dealership was not fantastic. So you can hear this sort of muffled motherfucking Bracebridge through the glass. And the behind the counter looks over and I picked this huge rock up out of the fucking ground and hurled it across the local highway into the trees like Bigfoot having a moment, you know? 
Because that's exactly what was going on. I was having a fucking moment. First vacation in a year and a half, and I'm stranded in this shit town where everyone's fucking me for their friends. I'm just like, ah! So <laughs> she, she makes one phone call and discovers that at the airport, they have a shuttle van. And they run the rental for the airport, too, which is like this, like, it's, airport is a really luxurious way of saying large grass field, small, <laughs> small hangar. Landing strip, right. Guy named Dwayne. Right. Okay. The, the caretaker is also the uh, the the security guy that swipes. Yeah, your and, stuff. He, and he might very well be lawnmower man. Like right. he's just you know. So they decide they're going to bring this van over and give us this van out of nowhere. They also decide they're going to run my mother-in-law's credit card, even though that's illegal, because because they just don't want to deal with Sasquatch flipping out in their parking lot anymore. Right. So this van turns up and it's like out of nowhere. Like, the magic of getting angry at people who are fucking you, it's unbelievable how fast, all of a sudden, we have absolutely no vehicles to, we are going to jump through flaming fucking hoops to get you out of Bracebridge as fast as humanly possible. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I want. I want nothing to do with this fucking place. We ended up still <laughs> having to spend the night in a hotel there. And I'm a smoker. Surprise, surprise. I have all kinds of other bad habits, and it doesn't really shock anyone, right? We arrived at what I like to r refer to pleasantly as the no-smoking motel. <laughs> <laughs> this is and, the best. And I don't mind places being no-smoking. That's cool. You own a business or whatever, you should have the right to say that shit. That's cool. It's not a problem. That doesn't bother me. We get out of the car. There's a little sign in the lawn, like in, in the garden, right in front of the office. No smoking. Okay. Walk up the stairs. There's a sign on the door. Little black, you know, rectangle, gold letter. No smoking. Okay. Walk into the office. There are three no smoking signs right around the counter. Like the black and uh, orange ones. Yeah, like the, well, yeah, the, yeah, the yellow ones you can turn into no pie, you know, those ones. So, <laughs> and then this guy comes out from the back and he says to us, I have one room, but only for one night because we're getting people in tomorrow, this big group, and yada, yada. We're like, what do we need for one night? We'll get our rental in the morning. We're out of here. Like, it's fine. And he's like, okay, so I have one room, no smoking. I'm like, yeah, no problem. He goes, it's going to be blah, 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 no smoking. <laughs> during, during the interchange between, like, you know, paying for the room, getting the key, he, this guy must have said no smoking, like, 13, 14 times. <laughs> On the walk to our room, this is, like, this is not, like, a large motel, okay? It's, like, a roadside motel. On the walk to our room, which is past, like, four or five little bungalows, there are, like, 12 no smoking signs. We get to the room, and there's this, like, thing posted on the back of the door. That explains that these are non-smoking rooms. You can't smoke in here, even if it's like in the bathroom under a blanket with a flashlight. Whatever. Even if like, it's an emergency. <laughs> and it just keeps going on. There's a no-smoking sign in the bathroom. There's one hanging over the toilet. So in the middle of the night, I'm outside. The only place in the entire property where there is not a no-smoking sign is this little wooden bench out behind like the oil tanks for the heating. <laughs> <laughs> and nice. I'm sitting there in the middle of the night. Smoking a cigarette. I don't know what I'm sitting next to, and I'm like, and I'm smelling, smelling gas pretty hard, right? And I, I'm about to flick my smoke, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe this is why there's no smoking around here. This place is like a fiery death trap. So I look over, and sure enough, there's a leak in the fucking oil tank behind this. Like it's just, it's just a slow leak. Nice, nice high grade heating fuel. I'm just about to go, whoo, and prove that no smoking is not enough. <laughs> Smokey the Bear says, you're burning to the ground. <laughs> so anyway, that. I, I like how the only place was not posted was beside yeah. the oil tank. That's the thing that, that's the thing that tripped me right out. I, I didn't really, like, you know, there's like this little shack, and right next to it is this bench. And I'm looking around, and it's the only place on the property for hundreds of yards in all directions where there's like, and there's a can sitting there that someone's obviously used as an ashtray. Like, it was the only spot that obviously stood out is like, maybe I can smoke over there. Sounds like a, an elaborate murder scheme I, where they strand you in this their This is what town, I mean. Like, I thought Bracers was trying, literally trying like, to kill me. Like, that's you must smoke here. the most dangerous game. <laughs> Get Bob to Bracebridge to the no-smoking motel so he can blow himself up with natural gas. I'm like, oh, man. So then we decide we need food and liquor. Because when you're in a small town, you need food and liquor. Yeah. Surely the grocery store and or liquor store was open, yes? Um, They were, but we didn't know where they were. We couldn't drive because we didn't have a vehicle. Right. Right? So what we ended up doing was calling, I don't remember her name. It was like in the room, there was this card. And it was the shape of a, of a, of a, like a Volkswagen hatchback. 
and it had this woman's name on it, and it said, deliver everything. You told me Marge last week. Yeah. So for the yeah. sake of a name, Marge's delivery. I think it was Marge. So here's the thing. We called the Swiss Chalet and ordered food, and they're like, oh, Marge will be there in a bit. <laughs> and then I, I didn't know what to say, so we called Marge to order liquor, and Marge said, oh, she'll pick up liquor and be there in a bit. Well, our liquor and our food showed up together. With Marge. Because she's the only delivery service in town. <laughs> like, the restaurants don't have their own delivery guy. They just call her, which is amazing. That's a, re- that's a really small-town Canada thing, and I love it. I love it. I, I think we managed to scare off our live audience. Well, they may have... Uh, just needed gone, tasty, cool refreshments. Gone for now. They were here. They, they were, uh, f- in their defense, they were here for a long time. Are you sure? Not a good time. <laughs> We can't talk without a microphone. We can't do this right now. We'll we'll come around. I mean, to I you. try to. This is not making sense to anyone who's listening. Don't throw we'll, balls we'll go, the, we'll, we'll go there. And, okay, we're so doing it. Very we're injured. going to the Windy City, Nick. This is early. The so story's not even so no, over. No, no, so that's basically it. Yeah. I mean, like we get our food and we get we get kind of hosed in the hotel room and you know no smoking. We didn't smoke in the hotel room, even though it almost blew us up. Oh, you didn't smoke, wow. And the next morning, we were paying our bill and the guy was like, "You didn't smoke." And I was like, actually, I did, but not in the room. And he's like, well, did you find the smoking area out back? And I was like, I did, right next to your leaky oil tank. And he was like, that's not my oil tank. And I'm like, well, what do you, why, wh- well, where did it come from? And he's like, oh, it's been there, just, I don't know. So you just set up your smoking section next to some random leaky oil tank in the back of your property, and he was basically like looked at me like I was dumb. I'm the one who's not making sense here. He's, he's like, like, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty far away from the doors that say no smoking, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, that's true. That's true. So they gave us the, they gave us the van, the shuttle van, and we went camping. And it was actually kind of a crappy trip because her brother went mental and like broke his phone, and I almost duct taped him in the back of the car because like I just couldn't deal with this shit anymore. Like, it was one of those, like, the whole trip just went completely south, and I blame Bracebridge. It was all Bracebridge's fault. Fuck yeah. so you, if you're wa- fucking Bracebridge. You, 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 you had your sticks in the plane If you're watching this in, in Bracebridge, look, I'm sorry for you, but, like, fuck you too. Sounds like you had your stinks on a plane moment. Really, like these fucking yeah. brace bridges and these. That's right. These fucking people in this fucking town are trying to kill me and steal my money. We're going to end up with enemies in, of the show in Bracebridge. Well, like I said, my, bo- my boss owns a restaurant there now. So I'm at, I know I'm going to end up there again. And someone's going to be like, you're that guy that hates Bracebridge, yeah, aren't yeah. you? I, uh, one of my good buddies runs Bracebridge Hall. We can actually go and do a live show at Bracebridge Hall. I like the way that you say Bracebridge. Venue. It's hard to say. Brace. <laughs> Brace bridge. Brace bridge. Brace bridge. Brace bridge. There it is. Entertaining. The diction on this show is just phenomenal. Especially at these hours. Uh, I a couple the tri- things the I train love. theater actors the ones that have problems pronouncing things that's what trips me out yeah on a Monday night talk to any theater actor and you know what I'm talking <laughs> about <laughs> the uh, I love two things about I love many things about that story but one of the things I love is I would like to make a production request that when we shoot this we shoot an alt version of what could happen where the four fingers fall off and bounce down the side of the road and then you guys have to go look for them and like pick them up yeah just, or the idiot in the tow like, truck finds them and is like I think these might belong to you right <laughs> I'd like to do a drama, a drama of where the fingers become a little jazz quartet, right. and they are roadside, and they just That's have more a of an little at the conservation <laughs> area. It's <laughs> an anime. They kind of do like a little like chorus line thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a big fan of you yelling. What was what was the line that you yelled? Uh, fucking hate, fucking hate. Bracebridge. I motherfucking hate motherfucking Bracebridge. <laughs> I feel like we can make T-shirts. I that fucking could be hate fucking Bracebridge. That yeah. could be a T-shirt, and they'll sell out, especially in Bracebridge. Um, <laughs> in where? So I guess the theme is cottage-related things. Any uh, Windy City Nick? You got any drunken cottage yeah. stories? Say that, the say that again with the microphone. Um, I can't. Re- uh, I think it was like Victoria Long Weekend last year or two years ago. Uh, I had a friend that invited me for like a birthday thing <laughs> up in Kawartha Lake. And I was like, fuck, uh, okay. And I was about to cancel that day because I was like, I don't fucking want to do this. But I was like, fine, I'll do it. I headed out there, didn't have a sleeping bag or anything, and they were going to go camping in tents, but then they decided, no, one of the guys has a cottage. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. Show up, and there's one guy there who had been sober for like two years. And this was the day he decided to break his sobriety. Nice. And I was Why? like, fuck. So he started just putting back, like, putting back uh, shots, beers, 
smoking every joint he could potentially find. Then he couldn't stop telling me about. It. He's like, you and me, we're like the same guy, you know. Like <laughs> we're just like so similar. I'm like, in what way? And he's like, you know, it's like anxiety. I'm like, yeah, but that's because we have anxiety. It doesn't mean we're the same fucking person. Um, and it got worse and worse to the point that he fell asleep in the rain next to a fire, and the guy who invited me's brother. I fell over in the cabin. He took a oh, we lost power in the fucking place. And this guy took a bottle of whiskey and tried to jam it down my throat and force me to drink alcohol for a couple of seconds. And that was in the next day. I was like, "We're going home immediately. I don't give a shit about any of you. I don't know you that well. We're going home." And he's like, "I agree." <laughs> like it was just a shell shock of a fucking time. Nick, that sounds like a lovely Canadian weekend at a cottage. It was that's the just, worst thing. That's ever. par for the course. <laughs> um, you know how in Mexico they like, you do shots out of a bottle on the chorus line, like next to a beach. In Canada, it's like in the dark at a cottage <laughs> yeah. against your getting, will, getting <laughs> force fed <laughs> by semi strangers. Yeah, like that's it, just the Canadian. Experience. What made it best is that three guys who hadn't been when the power who, goes who out, you breed. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> there were three guys that hadn't been there yet and showed up just when he was forcing alcohol down my throat. So they showed up at that time, and they looked at me, and I was like, please, leave me to my bedroom. Uh, I want to go to bed. And they're like, we're in. But did, so, they, yeah. did they make you bacon and eggs in the morning? No, I think I had, like, a dirty hot dog the night before, <laughs> and I was like, fuck, I hate this place. That's um, great. Yeah, and the Lake is a, was it, Where was it? You know what I mean? Right. You just got the hash on it. And do you know the Kortha? The Kortha is the dark, yeah. dirty place where one guy at a gas station, sort of like you were talking about how they all know each other, one guy at a gas station with red eyes who wasn't high, he just had red eyes, <laughs> just wouldn't stop looking at me. I was like, Ray, he knows we're from the city. I'm going to have to squeal like a pig. Suey! Yeah. That's excellent. Windy Nick, everybody. I meant Windy Nick. Windy, windy City. Windy, windy Nick. Nick. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. You know, it's funny. I think windy there's like, Nick. I think there's, like two, I think there's like two kind of cottage experiences that people have. And it's like, you go to an amazing cottage and it's absolutely fantastic. Or someone takes you to like a creepy shack, and you're like, "What the what the fuck is this place, man? Like, the floorboards are rotted, and it smells like you know lube and shame." And you're you like, get, "What the hell's happening?" Get, this is an episode get, of Saw. You get devoured by bugs all night and all day. Yeah, it's not good. A lot of the cottages in Muskoka have uh, some of them have oh. elevators. elevators. Jim, the sound guy here. That was a that was great. Uh, hey, our sound guy did something with yeah, the sound. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good. I didn't spill water all over the table and on the floor, but, you know. <laughs> Thank you. Because <laughs> you can't all be boxed. Shout out to earlier. I'll what can I say? I'm, I'm getting the mic taken away from me already. Yeah, I, forgot, I forgot one last thing. It's the same guy, the one who had broken his sobriety the day before. For the next day, the entire day, all I saw him doing was this. I know, no, I'm just going to for you. Pacing <laughs> back and forth, just talking to himself and i was like i either he's whatever but i know that he's regretting every toxic decision. shock from liver failure yeah, regretting every decision very, he ever made that very nice. disappointed there's gremlins on the wing <laughs> like all right jimbo let's do it you look like the kind of guy that's been caught this is a cottage story it's a cottage story it's right. a cottage story after my first divorce here we go uh-oh divorce cottage mm. So my buddy and... It's uh, in a reality show, CBC. You remember that? Divorce right, Cottage. Right. This week on Divorce Cottage. <laughs> it's just Jim and uh, Millhouse's dad. <laughs> Three bottles of Jack Daniels. A lot yeah. more divorced people than that. But yeah, no, that sounds right. like no, a good show, course. actually. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's Anyhow, so, sorry. Divorce Cottage. On. No, it's so... Um, my buddy <laughs> had a couple... Gr- we're all roadies. And it's two guys, two girls, you know. Uh, we'll go up to go up to his cottage and decide to, you know, have a good weekend. And there was just a table of alcohol. Like not not a small table. We're talking like a like a picnic bench. Uh, yes. Like an yeah, a and dining table. With, with everything. And um <laughs> I don't remember so what I remember is um Apocalypse Now. And you never I'm place the end though. You never make it to the end. Yeah. So I'm coming out of the water slowly and start crawling over the you know the grass because there's a couple there. The couple are kind of uh, on. No, this is two o'clock in the morning. So they're and having sex and, they're and you're the, trying and to they're join on in. Lo- no, they're not having sex. <laughs> it's a, it's the two saying? two girls, and um, so I'm creeping up on them, but I'm 
What? Are you describing a crime right <laughs> now? What are you getting to? Is this a dream you yes. had or like an idea for a horror movie? What is this a real thing? Or this was this real in Korea? So like, I want to back it up. So you're at a cottage with a bunch of people and there's some girls there's, sitting there's and it's the middle people, of the night and guys, you're creeping out of the water like a like a swamp monster. So one guy went to bed like a sensible man. You're in the water somehow like a Navy SEAL sneak up on these girls sitting by the fire. And uh, so the other one... One goes inside, and the very attractive one's outside. So I'm, of course, I'm snaking on the ground and kind of. I was going to say backdooring her, but that's not the proper. No, I'm Jim, coming up behind her anyway. It's not so the show we're having. <laughs> this is great. So and we know each other for a while, so it's it's not it's creepy. Anyway, so she comes, she and I make noise, and she sees me there, and she gets a towel, and all right, well, and then she wraps it. Anyway, so long story short, I start to say that I'm very attracted to her, and you know, let's. Uh, I just wanted to see what she felt, and it was my buddy's girlfriend. <laughs> 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 but he he's such a such a white guy. He never told me that, uh, and I'm like hugging naked around the you know towel around me with his girl, and it's like actually you know I'm seeing your buddy, and I'm like. Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Cool story, bro. The, 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 <laughs> I the, love that. The awkward semi-sexual assaulty pickup. <laughs> Those are my favorite. When you just sneak up on a woman, and you're like, yeah. "I love you," and she's like, "Why are you in my shrubs?" And you're like, "Because I love you." Damn it. And then she's like, "I'm dating your friend." <laughs> I'm, da- I'm dating your friend. My dad's a cop. I own a gun. Like I don't know. Cream, for the record, we're looking for a crazy, drunken party story, not necessarily a true crime confession. Okay. <laughs> Maybe something that didn't happen in Animal House or Weekend at Bernie's right. or Nothing, uh, nothing we'll need a lawyer so for. So note, note to self, if you take Jim Camping and you can't find him for a while, look for the snorkel sneaking up on your girlfriend. Yeah, no, no porky <laughs> stories. In high school, before you come, I got to explain, I got to say this uh, before, before you tell your story. <laughs> Uh, so, Sorry, what? so uh, slips? Yes, what? no, um, maybe, maybe because of what I'm going to say. So a buddy of mine in high school used to do this. You, you ever had a buddy that knows a very, like very awkward, rude joke, but just tells it just to be awkward. And often he would tell it to strangers. So he would just meet people at a party and just to fuck with them and make us feel comfortable. And his go-to thing, speaking of cottages, he would be like, um, He'd come up and be very sincere, and he'd be like, "Hey, um, if you um, can I ask you a question? If you went to if you went camping uh, with with like a bunch of your friends, and you woke up in the morning and you're like your your ass really hurt and and it was like lube all over it and you couldn't remember what happened uh, and you didn't know what it was, would you tell anyone?" <laughs> And so the stranger gets this weird fucking question and then is like, uh, I don't, usually they would be like, I, I don't know, like sometimes be like, I don't know, no. Uh, and then he would go, want to go camping? And that was his awkward, awkward fucking joke. And then after that, he says that, it's just dead silence. Yeah, yeah, it'd be dead silence. And then I'm like, man, why are you doing that in front of strangers? Is I'm really sorry, but... Feel how, feel how awkward it got right here on the podcast? Yeah, you see... That's how it would I had get an awkward moment like this with one of the guys I grew up with, one of the guys I played music with years ago. They were drinking at my place, and I wasn't there, and one of the guys passed out. And a couple of these, like, stupid, like, you know, some 41 punk rock kids that I was friends with Decided that it'd be great to take a spoon, like a wooden spoon, put a condom on it, stick the spoon up the guy's ass, and then leave the condom hanging out of his ass. So he wakes up in the morning, put the spoon <laughs> hanging out of his ass. That's actually it's a nightmare. Now here's the thing, though, I wasn't there for this, but I heard about it when I got home, and I was like, "So you sexually assaulted him in the bunk?" And they're like, <laughs> they're no, like, no, 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 it's just a like, prank. They're like, that's like you right. You put some lube and just kind of right. stuck it up his ass with a spoon. Right. So, but we were joking. So you, you like fuck this guy in the ass with a spoon. That's <laughs> what you're telling me. Yes. No, it's not like that. I'm like, that's. Um, but for fun. That's pretty questionable, man. And he's that's like, no, no, it was just a prank. It's funny. I'm like, actually, like, that's a crime. That's like hockey hazing. I never played hockey. At my but house. I always, I always heard a hockey team hazing nightmares. Oh, like Ookie Cookie and but shit like, like that. Yeah. You did that. To someone else, like that could be detrimental. But I mean, I don't think 
I mean, okay, like, I think in this case, if it's in your friend. In this instance, it was some idiot punk rock jerk. <laughs> but I'm saying if it's your friend. You can rape your friends is what Trevor's saying, right? He's saying, as long as you know the person, it's not really sexual That's the question, though. And as long as it's a wooden spoon. That's the question. That's not a question. You don't stick shit up people's ass against them. You can't Do you want to go camping, Trevor? Yeah, exactly. Do you want to go camping? Can't So you're saying if you're on good, like. you fell asleep. Jokes. And I lose up your ass and jam something in it even if i thought it was funny <laughs> would you think it was appropriate no okay that's it right so Boom. Like, doesn't matter bottom line doesn't matter we're how, working how through shit here this is it's always there's always an educational factor to this what do you okay right but sorry is, kareem I, that just it, that went Oh, on its own. No, it's Kareem, like yeah, my we cottage story is nowhere close to this. Go ahead. That was good. That was no spoons up your ass. You're <laughs> yeah. all right. Uh, my cottage story, it was literally the first time I ever went to a cottage in Canada. Uh, my friends were like, this some, actually, no, it was during winter. We're like, yeah, what? during December, <laughs> we're going to go up to Mus- Muskoka to a cottage. Do you want to come? I was like, never been. So, sure. So, we decided to leave on a Friday. I was dead tired. So we get in the car. I fall asleep like literally five minutes after I get in the car. Sure, I sleep in cars. Good for I wake up and I find we're driving in a fucking snowstorm. <laughs> oh yeah. So it was literally this friend of mine, his brother, and I, and we didn't see twenty feet in front of the car, and it's we're exciting. driving all the way to Muskoka. Yeah. So I was like, "Whoa, okay, what the fuck?" <laughs> that woke me the fuck up, and. His brother and I literally had to tell him, okay, you're swerving way too much to the right or you're swerving way too much to the left to keep him on track. If it wasn't for that, we would have like right. ended up it's in a ditch somewhere. It's see the edge of the road on yeah, some of those yeah. country gotta roads like, up in you Muskoka. Gotta three, you got to like, yeah. They're windy. If the snow gets high enough, no, if the snow gets high enough, the side, the side markers disappear. Right? Yep, that's exactly what happened. So we drive, we drive, then we end up in Muskoka and now we spend 30 minutes trying to find the fucking place. That we we rented on Airbnb. Turns out the place is somewhere in some backwoods up a hill, <laughs> in a snowstorm, I in hope a car. You're driving a four wheel drive. And we were not driving a four wheel car. Yeah, so you're fucked. So we get to the hill. My friend stops. We get out of the car. All three of us get out of the car. Look at the hill. Like, what the fuck are we gonna do now? Walk. So, and the <laughs> issue That's is. True. All three of us in the car are big. Like, my friend and I, I'm 6'1", like 250 pounds. He's, huge. he's around, no, like, not close, compared to you. Sorry. Like, like you are an, an, an anomaly, but, uh, like. I'm an unnormally. <laughs> an enormous. Put that one in now, boys and girls. That's another one today. Enormally. We're, we're, but yeah, we're Jimmy Riggin, and I'm an unnormally. We know words so we're good. We're creating words tonight. Hey, yeah, Shakespeare like, did it, so can I. Motherfucker, let's do it. I think the car, like, it, between me and my friend, just me and him were, like, over 600 pounds. Weight problem. Plus, like plus that, the, so. like, luggage we had in the car and his brother were like, okay, fuck this. Get everything out of the car. He's going to drive the car uphill. He managed to do that. And then my next friend comes over with his girl, and his girl is driving a car that's, like, 30 years old. Wow. That car is not getting up the hill. No. So no, it is not. <laughs> we at that point we are in the cottage. It's around one a.m. in a cottage, so there's no light yeah, around it's us. Dark, nothing, yeah. and it's in the middle of a country with wolves around. Sure. So we're like, okay, now we have to walk out of the cottage. We're in wolf country. <laughs> sure. Walk all the way down to the hill. In pitch darkness, like we didn't see shit. You know, fucking flashlights in the cars? <laughs> no, that's that's the point. Like, we got out and we're like, okay. Right, you didn't bring it here. Then we, we started like, but, but, like we, everybody pulled out their phones, <laughs> <laughs> flashlight from their phones and shit. Get down down the hill. Getting down the hill was an intru- issue by foot. Like, all of us slipped, nearly fell. Get down to the car, and my friend decides, oh, I'm the best driver here. I'm going to drive the car up the hill. It's like, all right, do that. He I gets in the ditch, car. Ditching your future, <laughs> sir. <laughs> he gets in the car, drives about halfway down the hill. We are all like walking beside the car, and out of a sudden, the car stops, and everybody is like, "Oh 
fuck. The car starts starts sliding down the hill towards us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now you're pulling the Indiana Jones. Exactly. Right. Everybody's rolling diving. It's like... <laughs> I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I had a moment, like a slight second of hesitation where I was like, maybe I can stop it. And then I saw the car. I was like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> that would have been, how did Kareem get run over by a car? <laughs> Fucking 3,000 pounds of steel in the middle of a snow. I got this. You want to see my superpower, <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> so the, the car slid down all the way down the hill. And he had to drive again all the way down the hill. I think it took us like six attempts to get the car back up the hill. You know where he was? Right outside Bracebridge. Bracebridge, that's right. <laughs> he must have been real right close. Outside the heart of Muskoka. The Bermuda Triangle of Cottage Bridge. I, I swear, that trip, I felt like I was in Get Out because I ignored horror movie signs one after the other. Yeah. Because the next morning, the weird part, that's even not even the weirdest part of the trip. <laughs> the next morning, we woke up, realized we didn't really have food at the place because none of us thought to actually bring breakfast. Like, we brought stuff for, like, barbecuing and all that shit, but none of us had breakfast. Barbecuing nice. in the middle of winter. It's all right. That's what uh, beer is for. That's what breakfast Yeah, is. it was... Anyways, we decided... My, a friend and I was like, okay, I got the, a 4x4, four four, like, all-wheel drive. We'll drive down to Timmins. Come with me. I went... When you're driving down to Timmins, man... No, Timmins, Timmins, Timmins. Oh, Timmins. I thought you said Timmins. I'm... Seriously, no, I'm like, holy shit. You guys weren't fucking kidding. You were going there, eh? So we drive down to Tim Hortons, and at the same time, he's like, okay, let's stop by that. It was a mall, yeah, yeah. and there was like a Walmart. He's like, I got to go grab something at Walmart. I get in the Walmart. Two or three minutes in, I started looking around. Like, what the fuck? Every other person that I meet is looking at me strangely. Mm. Of course they are. And I'm like, why is everybody looking at me? <laughs> I, I can guess. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> exactly. So it took me a few minutes to realize I was the only fucking black guy I was gonna in say, that world. For Walmart. those of you at home who can't <laughs> see Kareem, he is a luscious chocolate man, okay? So, <laughs> right. I'm sure so you can tell by the voice. Yeah, and the accent. What? <laughs> okay. Anyway. Senegal. <laughs> carry right? carry yeah, on. Exactly. Senegalese. Uh, so. I, I I walked down the, the, the Walmart and my friend's like, okay, I'm just because he had to go by like I think like he forgot his toothbrush or some I'm shit like that. Probably gonna crucified for that luscious chocolate comment. No, I think, but that's the okay. truth. I think that's I'll beautiful. It's the truth. It's Come the on truth. down to a live exactly. taping and you can. You'll see what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, so he the only white guy I was <laughs> with leaves me alone in a Walmart. Full of white people, <laughs> in the like that, like I don't even know how, know how to describe it. Like there was nothing around that fucking Walmart in the middle of Cracker Town. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, buddy. Uh, so I'm like, all right, sure. I'm just gonna walk around, walk around for a minute, turn around. There's a Walmart employee behind me. Walk on. I was like, oh fuck, here, here it goes again. I walk out again. Right, because you, you get a shoplift from a Walmart in the middle of a snowstorm <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. What am I stealing? I'm stealing a parka and a pair of snowshoes, and I'm going to put them in my pants. Watch me do it. <laughs> Fuck. So I, I get... You know, Krim, it's okay. I get yeah. followed by, by mall security, too, because they think I'm like the Unabomber or something. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> or I'm just there to, like, put children in my bag and carry them out of the... Like, Nah, it's ridiculous. Yo, that that trip was fun, man. I was like, that's serious. That's a <laughs> series of series right there. Yo, it's it was one one after the other, and I was like, huh. yeah, that's how it goes though. Once I'm, the dominoes start dropping, so that was your fucking. Uh, that was my first cottage trip. Cottage, wow. You got Sorry. the redneck experience. You got the snow frozen experience. You got the car broken down experience. The no food unprepared experience. The race, the racist experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I did say Walmart small town. Oh, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. Thanks, small town Ontario. What is the appropriate? Like what would be the appropriate reaction? Oh, yeah, but like, think listen, go to small town in China, and you or I, I guarantee, we get some interesting fucking reactions. Like I'm just saying, racism right. is not exclusively a white American thing. Okay, as long as we understand that. Precisely. Yeah. Um, what do you th what do you I think is can I, I just want to address that for you uh so can you pass it back to Kareem um for you so you're in a Walmart you're yeah. clearly like 
one of these things just in like the other, right? Like, and that's why they're looking <laughs> at you because they're like, oh, who is this? For, for the, better yeah. or worse, like, I, I wouldn't judge that they're all looking at you negatively either. Like, some people are probably just like, oh, fuck. Like, they're just. Holy like, shit, they're, they're real. Not, they're taken yeah. by like, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, not you everybody are is looking at me like. Weird. But what, like, in that I scenario. I thought that was makeup like, on like, TV. You were feeling that, but, like, what would prevent, like, if everyone's just like. Oh, who like out of genuinely, you are something that maybe they haven't seen up front, up close and personal. Even though that still seems fucking weird in this day and age, but like, what would be an appropriate response for those people just to not stare at you? Like people stare at you too, Constantly. but you're huge, so it's like you're compelling. I guess that's what it is. If you're compelling and captivating, yeah. how do people do that in a way that doesn't offend you? Again, uh, for me personally, I don't give a fuck. Right. I don't I don't really care. You just if notice you, it. Yeah, I no, that's that's the thing. I didn't care for people looking at me that way. I cared when the employees of the Walmart well, started following yeah, me around. Yeah, that's fucked up cuz then yeah, they're clearly judging right, you right. That, negative. That's yeah. that's you know when what? it got And fucked I feel up. the same way about being a constant eyesore or, you know, fucking Eye candy, con- conversational maybe. piece. People do honestly stare at, at inappropriate or weird times, but also just generally. So I'll be like getting off the bus and I'll get off. There's ten people standing on the on the corner, and all of them just stop. Right. You know, do the thing. <laughs> and I mean, it's fine, but sometimes it's like, look, I just want to go and like get a burger. I don't need to be like the center of attention right, right now. So I can understand the frustration. Is, is, I think it's the approach. Right. I think it's the look, the way people do that. You know, like employees following you around to think you're a security risk. I get that a lot, and I think it's fucking ridiculous. But at the same time, I mean. What the fuck are these mall security guards going to do at their time? It's like, well, that guy looks different. <laughs> Check him out. Something going on. You know, it's like, well, yeah, okay. If there was, you'd just lose anyway. Right. Jim? Jim. No, I just wanted to uh, do one more college one quick. Yeah, Get it. So. Let's do it. Is it going to be in any way like the we last one? We've got to bring her home. We've got to bring her home. Yeah, you got to redeem time, yourself. So. Are you snorkeling up on girls <laughs> who are dating other people or what? <laughs> Yeah, I knew I shouldn't have told that one. That's a great <laughs> story, Jim. What are you talking about? It's great. And I edited that a lot, too. Um, I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, he said he was naked, so I believe right. this story was interesting and more interesting than he's leading up to. We can animate that later. Don't worry. No, just... Um, Snorkel uh, uh, Jim. My friend had uh, passed Muskoka. Jeez. So, south, south of North Bay. South of North Bay. South Bay. South Bay. Yeah. One of my exes lived in Dorset. <laughs> Dorset, okay, north. yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, out in the middle of nowhere, no lake or anything, out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, all of a sudden, we I guess we didn't put the food away proper, and this brown bear nice. starts walking toward the, uh, the cottage. A brown bear in Ontario. Yeah, it was a brown wow. bear. Wow. Well, it was a bear, and it looked brown. How big was it? Um, Bear-sized. It's bigger than a dog. Bears come in some pretty serious size yeah. differences. Well, it wasn't man. polar. I've, Are you being bear? I've been to the zoo. I know what a polar bear is. Look, like size. grizzly bears. Whoa, whoa. Bear. Like, no, no, no. You're, right. being, you're being bear cyst. Right? <laughs> the only yeah. reason I'm saying this is because it's that they, they are there in various places, but they are brown where? bears the, are in where? northern Ontario. The bears? Brown bears. Grizzly bears, Because right? here's the thing. No, no, no. So bears no. are we don't have We don't really have grizzlies. They're mountainous. So bears are there. They're in colder climes than we usually get. But you do have... Anyway, whatever. Sorry, I, I I don't know why I'm nitpicking about bears here. Because when the awesome. air I'm gets thinner, the, the bears are up there. Bear. I'm saying it was it was brown, brown in color and a bear, and it was large enough to be like you were like bucket this fucking bear. Okay. Well, yeah, and and she's like, well, no, I'll, I'll you know go get my gun in case it's a problem. And she pulls out this old like it, it was the oldest twenty two rifle I've ever like. I'm like, you want to say hey, you know, like Indiana Jones, this belongs in a museum. No, <laughs> don't. If you shoot this, is it gonna like backfire and hit you? It's I mean, like, annoy the when's bear. the last time it's just you gonna combust it into dust? Yeah, and, just and also, and also, shooting bears with a twenty-two <laughs> exactly is one of those you like do, piss it off. You I probably mean, shouldn't <laughs> do that. Like it's one, of, like yeah, you have the gun and that's great, but this is one of those times when it's like maybe you should just ignore the gun because it's not. Well, the right that's gun it, and all. that's like you're just gonna you you're trying to get its attention when you shoot it with the twenty-two. Do you want, you want to see more bears? Like. <laughs> Anyway, so um, and then she does. So she has, she has the twenty-two and went in. Then she goes, "No, no, I got this." And she goes and closes the screen door. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, all right, so I'm dead. There you go. That's yeah, it. that's her solution. So. Anyway. 
Bears are known to what not open screen doors. What happened to the bear there, Jimbo? Oh, Wait a second. Don't leave yet. Can I get another Dos Dos Equis there, please? Dos Dos Equis. From our awesome... Our lovely Tristan. and lovely hosts here at Bar 1830. Tristan, yes. thank you very Tristan, much. Tristan, what up, what up? Tristan, Tristan shout you. out on the Big show house. live. Literally dozens of people might hear this. So many people. Come down and see, come down and see Tristan. Come on, come on, come on down. Grab the mic for a second. Say hello. Hello, hello, people, people. Yeah, yeah. This what the show to watch, you know? What was the hot item on the menu tonight? What were the, what's the drink special, the cocktail special? We had the red sangria, which Ooh. has got a little hint of some, some, but if you want to find out what, you know where the place to be. You got to come oh, down. Yeah. Do it only in person. Yes, thank you, Tristan. It's Loves you, man. Thank you. And, and give him a... Give him a big tip too. We should uh, always big sh- tips. Should we? Tra- I think we should bring this one home here. Uh, we'll do a couple plugs. You can hit us up at thirty nine DD Show <laughs> on Facebook and Instagram. You can listen to us everywhere you listen to us to uh, for podcasts. We got some recent inclu- platforms, including where you're listening to it right now. Uh, you watch episodes on YouTube. Unless you're in Bracebridge. Unless you're in Bracebridge, then uh, so turn this off right now because you. Know, Although, write in and and talk about us because I like hearing Lars talk about Bracebridge and saying Bracebridge. So we get an- <laughs> Bracebridge. We get analytics on the on who's listening where. So I think number 18 we're going to see a bunch of pins If you want to reach out and send somebody hate mail, it's going to be one of these two guys <laughs> because I don't do that kind of thing. But they'll read it to me and I will definitely say something about you on the air, probably not flattering, you right. know. That's how it goes. Hate away. Have a great night, night guys. We love you. Later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Woo!